from the Mousecapade Studios. Here are your hosts. Happy Hump Day, Mousecapades listeners. This is Vicki, and I'm here with Stephanie, Matt, and Chrissy. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 784, and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. If you're looking to book a trip, we'd be glad to help. Just text Matt, Chrissy, Vicky, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497, and we'd be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 is going to hold your resort and ticket package, so contact one of us today. Yes, get started. There are a couple deals going on right now. I think we talked about them two weeks ago. There's a Disneyland deal going on. That's the one that they should to rake in on. So this weekend, Avatar 2 came out officially on Friday. Did any of you guys go? No, not yet. Not yet. What about you, Vicky? No, I haven't. I've never so seen you- the first one. It's okay. Wait, you haven't seen the first one? No. Haley watched it enough for all of you. Oh my goodness. Okay. I've it's- also never seen Harry Potter. Say what? Now that does surprise <laughs> me. Yeah, come on, catch up. This could be a whole episode. (laughs) Normally, I'm the one saying that. (laughs) Tune in on Friday where Chrissy tells us all the things she's never seen before. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Really just those two. (laughs) So Nick did go with Colin and he went on Thursday for a sneak peek thing. And he stopped me and I'm like, dude, we have to teach. I'm going to my room. (laughs) Um, But he was just wanting me to know how fantastic it was and the technology was amazing um but he did want me to share with people that haven't gone already if they have small children to know that there are more curse words in this uh movie than there was in the first one he also said that because the technology was so good some visible chest parts of ladies were there and made for an interesting conversation with him and colin on the way home from the movie oh okay and i thought it was hilarious because um i guess colin's 12 now holy crud where did that time go but uh, whatever they were in the, he had asked Nick if he could sit by himself. So Nick let him sit like six chairs down from him or something. So when he got in the car, he's like, so what'd you think? Did you see anything interesting? And then he told him that he saw that and he said it was hilarious. But anyway, so the movie made 134 million in North America and 300, 300.5 million internationally for a total of $434.5 million for the weekend. And Gina called that last week. She said she thought without a doubt it was going to make it. Um, I just think sometimes when they say there certain needs to be a certain amount of money, sometimes that's when there's a problem. But it seems like everybody was ready for it. Uh, they packed the theaters, even though the movie was, get this, three hours and 10 minutes without the previews. Yikes. I mean, the first one was really long, so I was expecting this one to be a long one too. I couldn't remember how long it yeah. was. I should since Kaylee watched it a lot, but... Um, some people saw it in 3D, some people didn't. And that was the one thing that Nick talked about because our principal was asking him and he said he chose to see it regular. But apparently there was an, a problem in the IMAX theaters and they did, never really said exactly what was going wrong, but something went wrong. And I guess they didn't catch it until after it started previewing. And so they had to call like a hotline number or whatever and talk to these tech people. And they found out they had to rewind it 20 minutes. They told them all these different things. So when they found that out, they told the guests that they could wait for them to rewind the movie and 
do whatever it was they had to do. They could leave and have a refund or they could go to another theater that had already fixed the issue to see, you know, where they had left off. And um, in the end, though, they said that most of the guests felt like it was worth the extra time that they stayed because it, it was almost four hours by the time everything happened with the previews, the movie and the glitch that went in in there. But we want to remind you, just like we do when you go to Disney World, that it's not the theater manager's fault if something happens when you're at the theater. So please do not take it out on the theater managers or whatever, the people that work there, because apparently there was some uh, rude people. I know you guys are totally shocked by that. Shocking, <laughs> rude people these days? No. It just makes me so sad. I know. Any job where you have to deal with people, <laughs> you're going to come across some really interesting ones these days. So Anastasia is a beloved classic movie. And guys, it's not a Disney film. How many of us knew that? I did. You did? Okay, so just me? Just me. All right. Well, you got that. <laughs> You're the youngest, well, I think. I mean, it kind of is a Disney film now, right. but it, it wasn't made by Disney. It was actually a 20th Century Fox Century... Whoa, too many centuries in there. 20th Century Fox Studio, which Disney did acquire the film in 2019. But that doesn't give me like enough time for there to be an excuse why I thought it was a Disney film. <laughs> so I really can't go with that. <laughs> Until now, Disney hadn't released any merchandise, even though Anastasia fans have been asking for it. Well, an Anastasia mug was spotted in the parks and it was found on ShopDisney.com. Of course, it was momentarily because as soon as it was realized that it was available, it was gone. <laughs> It's sold out. The mug is in celebration for the movie's 25th anniversary. The film follows Anastasia as she tries to discover the truth about her past and find her family with the help of a con artist named Dimitri Vlad and a friendly bat named Bartok. Along the way, she confronts the evil Rasputin, who in, is determined to prevent her from reclaiming her rightful place as a royal family member. The film features an all-star cast, including Meg Ryan, um, John Cusack, Angela Lansbury, and uh, Kelsey Grammer, and Christopher Lloyd. And it features an original score by Lynn Ahrens and Stephen Flaherty. Anastasia was a commercial and a um, critical success upon its release, and it has since become a beloved classic of animated cinema. This makes us wonder if Disney is finally going to recognize Anastasia as a Disney princess. Part of this massive success comes from Disney Plus, the company's multi-million streaming platform, which recently grew even more after a $900 million acquisition. While the platform offers thousands of hours of entertainment for all ages, fans demand a change after the latest update. As we reported last week, the company recently debuted a new ad-supported Disney Plus subscription tier in the United States, with over 100 advertisers across all major categories at launch, including Dentsu, Havas, Horizon, IPG, Omnicron Group, Publicis, RPA, Stagwell, and WPP. I have not heard of any of those. I know. I thought that was interesting. And Omicron, isn't that like COVID? <laughs> 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 However, 
However, as a fan recently pointed out, these new ads are not exactly what Disney Plus subscribers would like. Well, obviously. <laughs> Clearly, right. <laughs> Disney fans have stated that the ads better be for Disney Plus and other shows on Disney Plus. Disney is constantly trying to evaluate fans' experiences to ensure the highest quality of the company's products, services, and experiences. So if this motion gains enough attention, it might just bring the desired change to Disney Plus. In fact, Disney Plus was changed forever by fans just months ago. Well, I don't pay for ads on any of my streaming services, so I would likely not ever pay for ads. I would always pay not to have ads on Disney Plus. So when you first signed up, Steph, you guys signed up for the first year, right? I think it was like two. Okay, I knew it was. So you do you have ads? I don't know. I don't think I've ever noticed ads. We didn't. We don't have ads and we pay $19.99 a month. Yeah. It just came, it, it just went up from like $12.99 a month for the bundle. But we, it just came out for $19.99 a month and I don't get ads. I, I'm going to have to watch a Disney movie after this. So I can... Well, that's what I was going to say. This is our first month that we are outside of the however many yearly subscription we had. Right. Um, and I, I don't know because I don't know if I've watched TV this month yet. <laughs> you know, it's December, so <laughs> we're a little busy. I know. I, I really don't know how, when are you sleep? And I, you know, that's coming, that's coming from me. <laughs> but I know that three children, travel agent, first grade teacher. I'm just like, holy cow. Right. You need some, you need a hobby. <laughs> needs to find something to do with our time. <laughs> Sleeping is my hobby. <laughs> <sighs> Disney villains are some of the most iconic characters in Disney animation. And guests love to see these characters at the parks throughout the year, like the evil queen at Disneyland or Gaston at Magic Kingdom. Unfortunately, these characters are sometimes only available at Hollywood at Halloween at Disneyland and Disney World. Since D23, fans have started dreaming of what it would be like to see what it would be like to see in villains areas. And here are some of the hopes. User Jamie Pie, I want a small world type road ride that takes you from evil layer to evil layer. Dungeons and tower rooms, ocean caves and voodoo altars. Every evil has a space you get to see with tons of details and props, not projection stuff. Totally old school Disney. That sounds that sounds pretty cool. It does. Yes, uh, and that would make that would work really well. Uh, Bowtie nineteen eighty nine wants an Emperor's New Groove ride theme ride featuring an iconic roller coaster scene with Zemak and Kronk. You load up, get ready, pull the lever, Kronk. You shoot backwards like in Cosmic Rewind. Wrong lever, then you shoot forwards like Rock and Roller Coaster. Can't say I remember that movie enough to say it earns a oh, ride. My kids would die if they heard you say that. <laughs> no, they just said it's a what do you call New Emperor's New Groove? Underrated, right? It is a high underrated film according Ooh. to Joey and Gailey Black. Oh, we'll have to, re- have to have a rewatch then. <laughs> Watch it ad free on Disney Plus. There yeah. you go. <laughs> there are plenty of other comments uh, on people who wanted a Chernabog for the Night on Bald Mountain segment from Fantasia implemented into the Disneylands, whether in a standalone attraction on a castle, in a roller coaster, or on a dark ride. Some suggestions a ride from the villain's point of view or a villain's sing-along. I mean, they could go, there's so many directions they could go with villain stuff. And if they announced that, that would be a huge, a gigantic, people would freak out if they're like, we're building a fifth gate and it's going to be dark. Yep. I liked the idea of a villain sing-along. I mean, I'm, I'm always up for a good sing along but i think that would be really fun you know how they have frozen only with the villains 
They have an old school one from Disneyland that's in front of the Haunted Mansion that's like, I mean, I want to say probably late 80s, early 90s. It's awesome. You know, an old school sing-along, bounce along with the bounce, with the bouncing letters, all that good stuff. We need more rides. Like, I, I just think that the ride times, like all of the stuff for rides, there's such a long wait for everything. So... I do like the villain sing-along, but I think we need some more rides. So whatever they can do to get us more rides at the park. Yeah. This was pre-you stuff, but they, uh, Matt and Chrissy will remember because for one thing, it was in Chrissy's favorite park, Hollywood Studios. When we first went there, so we did that episode last week about uh, reliving 2000, Christmas 2013 to 2021 because it's going to be weird not to be there this year. And one of the things that we remembered was, I mean, not that we forgot it, but three things that were in the park when we first went there at Christmas that year were Lights, Motors, Action, which seated, what, 3,500 people, Chrissy, easy? Easily. Yeah, that was huge. Um, Backlot Tours, mm-hmm. which I can't even remember how many people that had on, on it was like, kind of like a trolley situation. And then Osborne Lights, even when it wasn't Osborne Lights, there was all this stuff to look at. Yeah, the streets of New York. Yes. Right. And we still had... Honey, I shrunk the kids back there too for the little kids to go in there in that land. So all of that had lots of room for more guests. Right. Even though, even though it's not like like a ride per se, it could take it could alleviate right times and and gridlock and and congestion and all of the people and all of the it disperses the people amongst the park a little bit. Right. Yes. It gives them something else to do. Backlight Tours was a lot like um, how they have Rise of the Resistance set up now where you were in one section and then you went to another section and then you got on the little ride. Yeah, you could easily get a couple hundred on on one area of that tour at a time. Yeah. Constantly moving. You were completely right, Steph. I wish you would have seen those areas because you would have loved them. Yeah, they're cool. They it does sound really neat. It gave a break from the monotony of of like standing and waiting waiting in line for a ride. I mean, especially like the Honey I Shrunk the Kids play area. I mean, yeah, it was a little dated and and whatnot, but it gave kids an amazing place to burn off energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it also gave amazing photo ops for families to watch their kids grow over the years. Oh yeah, so fun. Yeah, it's just fun. I miss it. See, I should have an episode where we talk about all the things that are gone that we wish were still there. My gosh, I could go on for days. (laughs) It could be a five-part episode. Let me start with Horizons. I could talk for three hours about that attraction. (laughs) And then World of Motion. There you go. So I have the first day it isn't so. Disney World's known as the most magical place on earth, but that does not mean that everybody has that intention or has the best intentions when attending Disney World, sadly. Um, So we've reported about guests stealing strollers or items in strollers and some themes about take some thieves take the whole stroller because they're high end strollers while others are looking for like a quick buck. Maybe they sell you some Disney merchandise that might, you know, be able to be sold on eBay or a character popcorn bucket. Um, So apparently because the guests have gone to this extreme, the I mean, yeah, the other guests have now been arming themselves in a new way. They're adding alarms to their strollers. And this happened at Disney World. Chrissy's making a face like she knows what I'm I'm just laughing. So they added an alarm, like a car alarm. The only (laughs) downside is that we all know the cast members have the right to move those strollers. So that's what happened um, in the last week or so. They went to move a stroller and it had this humongous alarm. 
and somebody put it on TikTok. It was sad but funny. So Disney just wants us to remind all the listeners that if you're doing that, you need to realize the cast members could move your stroller and somebody might not be able to take it. They're not maybe not searching in there for something to take. You can't be doing that. So I wanted to know, and this is crazy, but if they're going to arm it, they have those nanny cams. Why can't you put a nanny cam on your stroller or a tracker? Well, a lot of people do the little AirPods or Air uh, Air tags. Oh, the Air tags. So that they can track. They'll hide those on strollers nowadays. That's like a big thing. Is that's how they get them? They've been putting them on their kids. Like that, you just you put them on everything when you're heading to Disney. Um, and I think an air tag on a stroller is a great idea. Like you can easily find wherever your stroller is. Sometimes it's just moved, not just moved like locations, but I've heard of people picking up a stroller, like starting across the park with it and realizing this isn't my stroller. And then they just leave it at the next stroller place instead of bringing it back to where they, they should. So I've heard of that happening as well. So air tag. I just want to see someone walk away from the stroller with a key fan and be like, boop, boop. <laughs> like, uh, you need to invent that, Matt. Yeah, no. Don't be telling the this stuff. The escalate of the strollers. I know what stroller's mine. <laughs> Do you tie a yarn on it? <laughs> no, I just know which one is ours because, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how people lose their strollers. We we do tie a ribbon around the handle, um, but I I don't know. I putting a alarm system. <laughs> I just don't think that that's fantastic. Like imagine coming back to your stroller and you were the reason that everybody like while you were in line for that ride, the na- the last thirty minutes have been miserable for people walking around in that area because they're listening to your stroller going off. Like. That's also extremely embarrassing to walk up to your stroller going off and disrupting the piece. So, nope, I don't think I would do it. I don't think people should either. Pass. <laughs> right. You got to know that it detoured that cast member. <laughs> True. Okay, so Harmonious, Epcot's current nighttime show, is, of course, leaving, which, when this was announced, was kind of shocking because it wasn't around for that long. For the time and money they put in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the big ice door circle. Where's Sarah when you need her? <laughs> mm-hmm. She was very happy about this news, but <laughs> the show was brought to Disney World in recognition of the 50th celebration. And some people loved it. And then people like Sarah and many others out there did not have anything good to say about it. At um, It was announced at D23 that it would not be returning um, after March 31st of 2023. That is going to be its final debut. Um, the great news is that Epcot Forever is going to be returning as Epcot's nighttime show. So they're not totally um, getting rid of everything. They will have something that's going to happen until the 100th anniversary celebration of the Disney Company. Disney hasn't released any information about this new show, but with it celebrating a century of Disney memories, we are hoping that it is going to be the best nighttime show yet. If you ever had the opportunity to see Epcot Forever, Here's just a little overview. It was a nighttime spectacular that celebrated the theme park's legacy of innovation and imagination, consisting of orchestrated numbers and visual projections from Epcot's past. The show was an Epcot fan's dream come true, featuring numbers and sequences inspired by Journey into Imagination, Kitchen Cabaret, Magic Journeys, Spaceship Earth, and many more. The show was a love letter to the park's legacy, and we look forward to seeing it once again. I know. Now we all have to go after March 31st. 
<laughs> what are you guys think? Are you gonna miss? Are you gonna miss Harmonious? No. Heck no! I think it's so bad. No. Mm-mm. In the in the few times I've been there during the fiftieth, I have not seen Harmonious. We're going the last week of March, so we may try to see it because that week is Michael's trip. So I will do what Michael tells us to do. So if he wants to see it, we'll see it. So I have a feeling I'll be seeing it. I didn't think it was awful. Yeah, I mean, it's no Illuminations 25, which is my favorite nighttime show. It's no Tapestry of Nations. Yes, yes, that's Brad's favorite. Yeah, I mean, we'll watch it and just wait to see what's next. It's not bad stuff, but I will tell you, of course, I think I've said this before, the one that they showed it on ABC, was it ABC Live or was it just on Disney Plus? Who knows at this point? It's all running together. Oh, yeah. It, Disney Plus, I think. Yeah. When they had all the famous people and the orchestra there, they can't afford to do that every night, but it was amazing. That was amazing. It was. But they don't do that every night. Right. <laughs> but we're also a lot of us seasoned goers. So we're comparing to things we know in the past where our friends went with us in October and they thought it was great. But Kaylee and Joey and Brad were like, pick, 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 you know, but they didn't know any different because they hadn't seen any other shows. Sure. So maybe us seasoned folks just need to get off our high horse, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No comment. (laughs) I like the view from up here. What are you talking about? (laughs) Right. I... Bring back Spectro Magic. (laughs) Don't don't tease. One of the most anticipated attractions coming to Toy Story Land, however, is none other than Roundup Rodeo Barbecue. The anticipated restaurant has been under construction for quite some time now, and the expectation was that it would originally be open before the end of the year. Disney recently gave a first look at the restaurant and announced that its opening date will now be in the spring of 2023. I'm hoping in time for my trip. Yeah, no kidding. In the announcement, Disney shared the following. Andy's backyard is getting ready for more toys. Roundup Rodeo Barbecue will open in spring 2023 to welcome guests for delicious barbecue and toy-sized fun. We're excited to share more details about the world's first Toy Story table service restaurant coming coming to Toy Story Land in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Here's a closer look at Roundup Rodeo Barbecue and how Imagineers collaborated with Disney, Pixar, Animation Studios, and Walt Disney World Food and Beverage to design this one-of-a-kind dining experience. Yeah, I looked through pictures. It, it looks amazing. So it's a sit-down. It's a table service restaurant. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it looks like it is. Yep. The pictures look awesome, but it also looks like, wow, why is this taking so long? I mean... Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it doesn't look like it's anything like spectacular, like some more leftover slop from the JPEG era. Uh, <laughs> no, they need to get this done. This is way overdue. I feel like it might be because like they had such a hard time staffing and opening some of the re- current restaurants they have. So like, why rush to open something new Indeed. when they have things just sitting there? Right. It's. It's. I guarantee it's why the dining plan's not back because they can't open the restaurants because they can't staff them probably so sad sad but i'm i'm hoping that it at least it fills a void for families all right we got a rumor alert 
The live action Ashoko series 2023 is set to debut on Disney Plus next year. And while it's shaping up to be a sequel of sorts to the hit animated show Star Wars Rebels from 2014, there's still a great deal we don't know. There's been a number of casting announcements over the years, but none of them have been revolved around Ashoko Tan herself, who will be who will be played by Rosario Dawson, who previously appeared in The Mandalorian Season 2 and The Book of Boba Fett from 2021. But now, according to a rumor from the website Making Stars, the show is reportedly casting several actresses to play different versions of Ashoka Tan in the live action show, stating that one version will be her in her late teens, another version will be her slightly older, etc, etc. While this is only a rumor at present, the chances are that it is true. After all, every live action Disney show, show so far, has utilized flashback sequences, certainly showing certain characters at early points in a time, whether it's Obi-Wan Kenobi from 2022 or Andor from 2022. That's, uh... I'm sure it'll be good. Rosario does an awesome job as, as her, so you gotta have flashbacks if it's a Star Wars thing. I always like when they do that, but I know that the latest one in the Pixar did not go so well, so let's hope that Star Wars has a different... Which one was that? Lightyear. Oh. When they flash back, it, it wasn't as bad as Strange World, but pretty close. Yeah. Lightyear did not did not do so hot either. And the Shogatano, she has a huge following. I mean... Right. Yeah, like super huge. I was going to say, I mean, anything Star Wars normally does does great, but you would have thought that with the Toy Story, like everything Toy Story normally does great too. Right. That one didn't. Uh, the classic Toy Story stuff, they took a swing, you know, in the left field with that new one. Like, I did not care for that animation style or any of that. I'm like, that's not Buzz Lightyear. That's like, you know, I just thought it was off. It didn't feel like Buzz. Still have not seen it. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it, so I can't comment on it. But I mean, I didn't run to go out and see it the way 25 plus years ago I ran to go see Toy Story right. over and over again. Right. Not just because I'm a Disney nerd, but because I loved the story so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Buzz Lightyear is... Uh, Tim Allen. Yeah, it's Tim Allen. That's that's Buzz Lightyear, and that's that. I'd be like, if they changed Goofy's voice for a movie, I'd be like, mm, <laughs> no. Here's Goofy in the toddler years. <laughs> Here's his origin story. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might be good. Goofy's origin story. That might be good. Kind of in a Goofy movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. A little background. <laughs> yeah, I have that movie, actually. So we just recently talked about this. I don't know if it was a week ago or two weeks ago when you guys were on with us, but um, the Disney World Park reservations have mysteriously become available. And we had talked about um, a couple weeks ago that Magic Kingdom and Hollywood Studios were pretty much booked for the end of the year and Animal Kingdom and Epcot were at yellow. Uh, so this week, a guest noticed that all four parks have openings for the guests. Twitter user Abbyson. 89206221 said she thinks this means that Disney found more employees to staff the parks, which opened up more reservations. Other commentators hoped uh, this was not an issue due to pass holders, as many pass holders have blackout dates during busy weeks, especially the holidays. And others posted that this was never a crowd control issue in the first place. Whatever the cost for the availability, maybe this age old tradition of park crowding or tickets selling out during the holidays may not happen the way we might have expected this year. Either way, it will be interesting to see how crowded the parks actually are during the last few weeks of 2020, 2022, excuse me. And I will not have a firsthand experience, so we'll have to have somebody call in and tell us. 
Yeah, who knows really why it's doing that? But I mean, if you watched the reservations, like when we were going down for homecoming, I kept watching them Monday, Tuesday, and one day they'd be available, the next day they're not. The next day they're available, the next day they're not. So they're definitely moving things around. I doubt it's a staffing thing. That seems pretty, pretty far-fetched. Well, so it's possible, you know, that Gina told us a couple of weeks ago how the reservations aren't dropping all at once anymore. Maybe they're doing that in, in shifts as well. Or maybe they crank cranked up capacity. Maybe they finally opened the gates for capacity. I'm not sure. The reservations have always been, like for us, it's 5 a.m. 60 days before. And I had that same experience. There was a a reservation, a client won it. And I was like, man, I didn't see anything. It wasn't even like, I just wasn't fast enough. You know, sometimes like you can see it and you're trying and then it's like, it's gone. And you do this like little pity cry and you know get upset but you tried no there was nothing there's absolutely nothing for any day for this restaurant and then like two days later I have alerts set up on my phone two days later I get like 12 notifications all in a row because everything dropped for that restaurant and at random times too Uh uh-huh like it could be the middle of the afternoon uh, you know sitting sitting at my desk at work and bing bing Mm -hmm. bing and I'm like dang Yep. Yeah. That's not them finding staffing. That's them adjusting the numbers. Right. I think they're just, maybe that's how they're trying to ward off the, like we've been complaining about the people who go on and gobble up all the reservations. I don't see how this helps us. <laughs> like yeah. it helps us in the fact that it, it wasn't there then, but like now I can grab it, but like it's just, it also becomes very difficult to still do. I don't, I don't know. Right. It's easier, but not easier, but kind of easier. Right. Well, one of my um, guests that's going in January, shout out to Virginia and Kelly. They grabbed a reservation that I couldn't get for them, but it was because Kelly's daughter was having a baby. And so she was up in the middle of the night and she said, I just thought I'm going to check this. And there it was. And I, so I told her, I said, I'm happy for her because I had not had success at that point. That chef art homecoming so good so hard to get yes so hard it's unbelievable it's crazy we went there last time yeah it was really good dare i say it may be my favorite place on property wow that's a big statement that and steakhouse 71 oh that's on my list it's got some pretty amazing food i've been there twice yeah So I have a say it isn't so over in Disneyland. They have two parks. We've got Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. Well, recently there is an incident involving Disneyland Park security when they were notified by a guest around Mr. Toad's wild ride. This guest says, and I'm going to quote them. I was in line for Mr. Toad and a woman decided to lean up against a roll, a railing outside of the line and fire up a doob. The uh, guest said security caught her within a minute. What happens to people like that? Just a warning, immediate ejection, a ban. I mean, weed doesn't bother me. I was just surprised how she straight up didn't give a and then he says bleep and fired up right there in front of everyone. So this guy is just, he's got questions, clearly. He wants to know what happens um, with these friends. And then 
funny part was the comment section where a fan was joking that, you know, if they're going to take an edible or something, um, then they did it in the right spot. <laughs> he said, I definitely want to be on Mr. Toad's when it hit. Disneyland's website states that smoking marijuana or other illegal substances is not permitted at any time for the comfort of all guests. The theme parks, um, anywhere in the park, downtown Disney District, it's all smoke free. Keep in mind that breaking rules at Disneyland Resort or Disney um, Walt Disney World Resort can result in being removed from the park or even banned, depending on the severity of the situation. We're not sure what happened to that lady who was doing doing um doing that but just be smart follow the rules that's all i I guess i'm surprised no one's got caught doing that before that they get caught doing that all the time i could tell you i was gonna say i bet they have oh especially in cali like they're just like they'll just say i mean i've been around people you know not saying names and they're like hey you can't do that in here and they're just like oh sorry and then you just stop and you don't do it anymore. But just the smark of a doobie in the middle of the park, that's pretty brazen. She, I mean, it's not, you know, that legal. I mean, it's legal, but it is, but it isn't. But that's like a, you know, that's smelly. That's like lighting up a cigarette in the middle of the park. You know, who would do that? It's, uh, I'm, that, that doesn't shock me at all. I, I find that hilarious. But, you know, you know, not around all those kids. It's like, come on, take your edibles, enjoy them, let them kick in. Like in the middle of the line, too. Like Yeah, you're, that's super brazen. Come on, you're you're standing there. People around you are going to find out. Maybe she ate too many of those edibles before she went in, and then she's like, "Oh, forgot where she was," and just lit up. I remember stories years ago from kids waiting in line for Peter Pan, just like pulled out a bowl and packed it up and started smoking a bowl in line. Oh my gosh! And when the, when they come, they're just like, "Well, I didn't know we could do this," and they're like, "Well, don't do it again." You know, go get a How cheeseburger. How did they bring it in? Security like flies me down for my sunglasses taste. <laughs> <laughs> Mine too. It's those sunglasses every time. It is. case every single time. I just hold it straight out. <laughs> like, what do you think I have in here? Okay, look, my glasses. Very exciting. Uh, great news. Johnny Depp and Disney aren't done working together. Yay. Oh, good. We all love Captain Jack Sparrow, and we are happy that he is returning. The saga between Johnny Depp and his now ex-wife, Amber Heard, made us think that movies with Johnny Depp were a thing of the past. However, after Depp essentially saw a resounding victory in the defamation case this past summer, many fans held out hope that a reunion between the iconic character and Disney could be in order. These hopes were only amplified when Disney confirmed several weeks ago that it had decided to move forward with another script that didn't feature Margot Robbie, the presumed replacement for Johnny Depp, in Pirates of the Caribbean 6. In total, there have been five Pirates of the Caribbean films produced, all of which Captain Jack Sparrow, played by Johnny Depp, was the main protagonist. In addition to a potential Depp return, there have been rumors that Kira Knightley could reprise her role of Elizabeth Swan in the next installation of the franchise. Knightley made a cameo in Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man Tell No Tales back in 2017. However, at this point, it should be noted that these rumors have not been confirmed. About Kira Knightley, at least. But, yeah. I guess I didn't even realize that there were five Pirates movies. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Ooh. I have sat through all. I, my family loves them. They're not my thing. But again, they have to put up with my Hallmark season. So I... I've never seen a Hallmark or Lifetime movie. Oh, my goodness, girl. You live under a rock. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you live with too many boys. <laughs> I've seen all the Avengers movies. That's what I'm saying. You live with too many boys. Um, and I didn't get to tell Joey that he should be home pretty soon, but uh, there was a Marvel round again. And I it paid off that I watched all those Marvel movies to make my son happy because I knew almost every question. Where do you do all these trivias? People, they just call us and they'll say, hey, we need three or four more people. Do you guys want to come? And then we'll all go. Just recently, Disney World was placed under a tornado watch. Rainfall, wind, and storms made their way into the Orlando area. During that storm, user at Kingdom Report Live shared a video where a guest saw a major amount of flooding coming into the lobby of Disney's Wilderness Lodge. As the rainfall came into the lobby as a result of roof damage, cast members closed off the area. Disney's Wilderness Lodge gives you the chance to escape to the rustic majestic of America's great Northwest, inspired by Return of the Century National Park Lodges. Disney's Wilderness Lodge celebrates American craftsmanship and honors the beauty of the untamed wilderness. Disney didn't put out a statement with any more details, but we know that Disney does their best to make sure everyone has the best experience possible at all the resorts. Yeah, that is a beautiful resort. It's one of my favorites. Oh, those grand lobbies like that with the totems, like that's... Oh. It really is. It, it's one of the most spectacular lobbies. You just stand there and you're like, oh, how did people build this? Great theming, too. Perfectly themed. Someday I will go to Alani and see the real thing. Right. I saw some ladies' pictures at Scrapbook Camp. She had these pictures and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, did you go to Alani? So she was telling me the whole thing and she finished the book that weekend. Did you guys watch Beauty and the Beast 30th anniversary live special yet? No. I'm so sad. So my family and I watched it and we were pleasantly surprised as how Disney intertwined the original animated movie from 1992 with the live singing and action of Her, which I still have yet to look up what H period, E period, R period stands for, and Josh Groban and other characters were there. We thought they really did a great job. And uh, clearly Josh Groban was a great choice to play the beast with that voice, amazing. But the costume was really strange to me. So if you don't do anything else, I want you to go and look at the costume online. Somebody did ask me if I watched it. I said no, and they they did say that the Beast's costume was very bizarre, that you could like see Josh Groban through it. Well, underneath, like where his neck is. And yeah. it was, it. I don't know if it was heavy, but it looked really heavy, like it was made of metal or pewter or something. It was insane. Um, they didn't really tell us what that was made of, but according to the social media, the Beast costume caused a bunch of ruckus and a lot of outtakes. And if you do watch it, there are outtakes at the end, which is pretty hilarious. Um, if you did not have a chance to watch it, I totally, it's worth the hour and a half. Um, and it's on Disney Plus now, so you can watch it. But I liked it better than some of the other live ones because they did bring in the original movie with it. And I thought that really added to it. Just my own two cents. Okay, I don't know if you guys can see. Yeah, I just looked it up too. <laughs> it's like a giant, I guess I can say like a puppet. That's, that is weird. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But it's also not what I picture the beast to look like at all. Like that's that's not the beast. No, it looks like something from one of those books uh, where the wild things grow. It looks like it's from that one. Yes. yes. Yeah. Very Good much call. so. Maybe they just borrowed <laughs> borrowed a piece from that. IP <laughs> from other places. That's funny. Okay, so it's been a month since Disney's board fired Bob. Chapik and uh, shook us all up when we were pleasantly surprised that Bob Iger was reinstated for a two-year term to be the CEO of Disney once again. Hard to believe it's been a full month. Um, the contention between the returning CEO and Bob Chapek, who was 
ousted in November began before Iger had ever left the company. But it was a series of poor decisions that left other high-ranking employees and board members dissatisfied with the direction of the company and where it was headed. From the start, Iger held on to his office at the Disney corporate headquarters, using it to host meetings with department heads without extending an invitation for his replacement to join. I think anybody would be a little bit upset about that. Um, being frozen out of the meeting, Chapek grew increasingly unhappy about Iger's sticking around after assuming the top job in 2020. The reporter content, the report contends that the relationship between CEO and CFO were so frayed that he didn't introduce her in an October board meeting. Chapek also told executives that she had lost focus, distracted by her husband's ailing health and had become unstable. Comments repeated um, to some Disney directors. Miss McCarthy learned about it from colleagues. Fourth quarter earnings eventually sealed the fate for Chapek, who, against the advice of McCarthy, tried to claim success while reporting on the less than expected earnings period rather than face the music head on. The Wall Street Journal reports that on November 16th, McCarthy took matters into her own hands without having confronted her boss or seeking board approval. She called Mr. Iger to gauge his interest in returning as CEO. She caught Mr. Iger at a low point. He had been telling friends he was more concerned over the direction of the company than ever. So that's how all that went down and happened. I was going to say, that was good information because I was like, how did this all happen so quickly? There was all the drama right there. (laughs) Right. Somebody's just got to make that phone call. Turns out it was McCarthy. After closing on September 19th, the American Adventure finally announced a reopening at Epcot. It is unknown what updates have been made, if any, during the refurbishment of this fan-favorite audio-animatronic show. With the last major update to, to the show being in 2018, with the addition of an updated rendition of Golden Dream being added to the finale, we are curious to see if there will be any new updates to the show. Across the street from the American Adventure, Neil Patrick Harris was back to host the Candlelight Processional. He opened the program with a joke about the former CEO, Bob Chapek. It seems that even the celebrities were glad to see Chapek go. Harris went on to do a magnificent job reading the Birth of Christ story, and we can see why he is invited back each and every year. And I've yet to get to see him do it. Just saying. But I will tell you on Be Our Guest podcast, which um, Dave that originally started this with Nick, Dave was friends with Mike Roman. They used to teach together and do space camp together and everything. And um, they were saying this week that they had a person call in on the show that had just returned from Disney World, which is really cool. And she was at Fantasmic. And she heard a voice that sounded familiar to her. And it was Josh Gad. And he was there doing it after Neil had, that's what made me think of it. He was doing the candlelight processional the next night. And he had asked his wife if she had any hand sanitizer. And this lady was trying to think of a way of how she could get a picture and talk to him and get his autograph. And so she gave him the sanitizer and she said, I'm sorry, I was eavesdropping. And then he goes, would you like a picture and an autograph? And she's like, yes. So she get she gets one, but she was like, "How crazy is that?" And she didn't know that he was doing that. So then the next night, her family went and saw him do candlelight processional. So cool! And she's like, "Forever in my world, I'm gonna keep the bottle of my sanitizer that said that Olaf used my sanitizer." <laughs> right. <laughs> 
how to put that hand sanitizer on eBay. <laughs> Used by Josh Gad at Fantasmic. $10,000. That's hilarious. Somebody would pay for it. That's the saddest part of all. It would. That's Olaf's hand sanitizer. All right. The Festival of the Arts in Epcot will begin in just under a month on January 13th and runs through February 20th. New this year is a figment inspiration station at the Odyssey. Art, food, and a little spark of magic. You'll find colorful treats like fruit pizza, rainbow cake, and the Pop-Tart art, a sugar cookie with a fun twist. You'll also find a variety of beers and hard ciders. Also new for 2023 is Modern. It's located near Test Track, presented by Chevy. Here are just some of the returning booths. The Art Table in the American Pavilion, the Craftsman Courtyard near American Traders, Deco Delights near the Port of Entry, the Deconstructed Dish near the Port of Entry, and more. For the full list, simply Google Festival of Arts 2023 and you'll be able to see the full spread. I'm excited for this new um, art food and little sparks of magic. All of that stuff sounds great to me. The modern booth, they, they said it was an avant-garde selection of delicacies. So fancy. Looks like fancy stuff to me. Snails. Yeah. yeah, see, I don't like fancy stuff. I'm liking that fruit pizza, rainbow cake, <laughs> sounds tart <laughs> that sugar cookie. And none of us are going during that time, right? Nope. I'm not going. I probably won't be there. <laughs> I've been to the Festival of Arts a few years ago. That was a good time. No, it, it's a really good, it is a really good time to go, but holy smokes, I just can't go every time I want to. It is a very bad addiction, I'm telling you what. Yeah, it's a legit life problem. I mentioned to one of, it's actually one of the guys that Kaylee went to high school with. I just mentioned to him and I said, I'm trying to figure out how I can go with Kaylee to, to ride Splash Mountain. So he's taking his girlfriend, who's one of Kaylee's friends from college, that never has been to Disney World. And they're literally going on a Friday night and coming back on a Sunday so that they can ride Splash Mountain. See, that's why I just said, well, I don't know, probably not. But I'm trying to convince Keith to do another one of those little last minute, like, let's just go for a weekend. Yes. I keep, there's really great deals on Frontier. And if you're going for a weekend, you don't have to get... Like Teddy is big enough to ride Guardians of the Galaxy. That's where that's where I'm trying to get him. I'm like, come on, he's 42 inches now. He can ride it. Let's go. Boy's growing. What are you feeding him? I don't know. My children grow fast. <laughs> yeah, your poor baby. He, he was like Joey. He came out a toddler. I was just like, yeah. he just all of a sudden was a toddler. That's how Joey was too, and it was kind of sad. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for joining us. If you're interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or comment, you can just text us at 636-373-4497. You can check us out on our social media account, The Mousecapades Podcast on Facebook. And if you'd like a free quote, contact Matt, Chrissy, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-373-4497. Or you can always go on to yourstorytravelcompany.com. You're going to go to the drop down menu and click on one of our names. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. That's all I have. Just listen. The Blacks will have something exciting for you. <laughs> they will have something to talk about. As always, <laughs> thanks for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades and More podcast. Well, guys, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Hurry back. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Have a magical day, my friends. It's I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing that was all started by a mouse.